now comes to you. That's exactly right. Um, and I just realized that uh, I didn't start the uh, digital recorder on the podcast. So oh! Oh, no! What a faux pas! Uh. So let me say again, everybody, it's the things my granddaddy show said one time. <laughs> Man, things have... The wheels have come off, Jack. I was going to say. So anyway, yeah, it's just a way to get together and kind of, you know, there's really nothing else to do on a Friday night, I don't guess. I mean, maybe you got mm-hmm. plenty to do. I don't know. But if you don't have anything to do and you want to hang out and you want to socialize sort of, you know, at a distance, uh, right. pursuant to the the, uh, the COVID-19 rules, Absolutely. hey, join us. Uh, chime in. Call in. Get us on uh, on, on the on the Facebook there. You know? Yeah, the, and, the Facebook. Uh, give us a call at 404-217-5076. Well, let's talk about COVID for just a minute. Okay. Starting to kind of suck, isn't it? Starting to. Dragging on. Yeah? Well, you know, it's supposedly things are going to begin opening pretty soon. Yeah. Um, don't know how I feel about that. Well, honestly. I, I mean, I think the thing, that the, the way you're most acutely affected in, in, in everybody else of your age bracket is, is this high school senior dilemma. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum. I mean, it's just, you're not, it's over. I mean, you're just, for a practical, all practical intents and purposes, you're... Your eleventh, your twelfth grade, you know, year was senior year cut short. Yeah, considerably short. Not like yeah. a couple of weeks. No, I mean, my, you know, when no, was your last day in school? My last day of school was my mother's birthday, Friday the thirteenth of March. Good grief. Yep. Well, so you <laughs> hadn't been in school for, I mean, over a month. Yeah, and obviously not going back. Nope. As every other senior in the. Uh, in the state, yeah, and I heard a rumor today, and I, I don't know if this is true, and if, if some of y'all are out there that are that are listening and can verify this, my cousin Robbie checking in. Hey, cuz, what's up? If some of y'all can uh, verify this for me, some of you Fayette County people, and I'm assuming if Fayette County is doing this, and the whole the whole state is doing this, um, I heard today that uh, the Fayette County Board of Education just uh, said regarding the rest of the school year, eh, eh. You want to do it? Fine. If you don't, you can opt out. Mm-hmm. You can opt out of the education and learning process for the remainder of the school year. Anybody hear that? Um, hey, Allison, I see you. What's going on? Um, if you've heard that and can verify that for me, uh, get at us and uh, either show, you know, put a comment in there or call us at four zero four two one seven five zero seven six, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that. But that's what I hear. Um, now I don't know if that's going to apply to you, Jack. Right. Um, um, the way that my school follows is we try to operate under the same regulations and conditions of the Fayette County school system because my school is located within Fayette County. But this is one that I don't think they really have the jurisdiction to do because that's because that's a higher because their technical higher up is, you know, the Archdiocese of Atlanta. So yeah, I'm thinking the Archdiocese may have something to say about they that. They are probably going to have something to say about that. Yeah, because they're, they're not going to want to just end the school year and not have finals or anything else like that. Uh-huh. And, you know, as, as we've discussed before, finals are kind of important for seniors that are on the bubble, and they, they need to do well on finals to, to pull them up, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of a – I mean, I don't know what you would do if you were – well, I, I guess the, the way that I've heard the rumors, you can opt out in, mm-hmm. the, in the public school system. Right. You don't have to. So I guess if you need those points or you need to take those finals and you need to stay in the saddle, you can. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not in any position where I'm counting on a final to pass any class. I have been, and it's a terrible situation. Um, but I'm not really, that's not a concern right now. So, I mean, would I be against opting out of finals? Absolutely not. Right. But I guess we'll just see what happens. I mean, you know, I don't mean to point to problems that we already know about, but, you know, time's running out. Well, yeah, time is getting short as far as making a decision as to what's going to happen. Right. You know, and I I think any notion that schools are going to be, well, 
I, I think we can. It's a foregone conclusion that public schools are not going to be reopened. No, but I, I think there's still some discussion about whether private schools and, and, and Catholic schools, as you attend, right, will open back up. Right. I, I think it's it's sort of a a, a moot discussion. I don't believe that's going to happen for the right. end of school year. Well, the fact that that we are all but confirmed to be doing virtual graduation, but we're still talking about opening schools up. I just I don't I don't see the point. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's it's getting sort of time is getting short. Right. Yeah. Hey, and I want to remind y'all. I just, you know, I'm I'm still learning this Facebook Live business. But apparently, if you're watching us on Facebook Live, you can you can invite, excuse me, or you can create a watch party, I guess, and and share it with other you know other pages that you have or other friends that perhaps aren't seeing this. So feel free to do that. Um, we're we're would be happy to, to have everybody on board that that can that can join us. And I also want to say that. Uh, you know, for those of you of you that know Tim McGee, Tim McGee Ooh. is a uh, local musician, super talented guy. He plays here in Fayette County and, and elsewhere. He plays as far away as Lake Lanier, and uh, he, he has a gig up and coming that he, he plays at a, at a Mexican restaurant up there quite frequently. Um, super good guy. Tim's been doing a Friday night uh, live Facebook thing where he does uh, he plays music for about an hour and a half, takes requests, and a lot of fun. You know, he's trying he's trying to do what he can do to sort of bring a little happiness to people. Um, who otherwise not be able, might not be able to enjoy you know live music, right. local, live local music. Right. So uh, Tim normally comes on at, at seven. He 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 was gracious uh, to back himself up to six thirty uh, tonight. So he went from six thirty to I, I guess, I'm guessing about eight o'clock. Um, and we we've talked about uh, how we're going to maybe adjust our hours a little bit. Maybe we'll go to eight thirty on a Friday night to give him so he can start at seven because I think he goes for an hour and a half. And in an hour and a half with Tim McGee just goes by like that. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he he plays nonstop. He knows all, he knows everything. You you can't stump him. I mean, you tell him, you throw a request at him, you type a request into Facebook, and he sees it. He's going to play it. He's just that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I want to give a little shout out to Tim. So next Friday night, um, you know, check his face. I, you know what? I think he told me that he can't do it next Friday night. He's he's got a work schedule issue. But uh, just check your Facebook feeds, and we'll we'll be plugging it too on on the on the uh, Daddy site, the things my granddaddy said site. So just check that, and if you want to join Tim and uh, and listen to some great live local music, do it. Um, he's he's super good. I, I played with him. Jack's played with him. Um, yeah, you'll enjoy that. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, couple, anything else before we get it get into the next uh, topic? Anything else on COVID nineteen you want to talk about? I mean. You know, other than the obvious stuff, the president the other day says we're going to start open, uh, sort of a rolling open of, of of the economy. And look, I I said last week on this show, we can't do this indefinitely. I mean, at some point, you've got to start. You got to get open for business, right? You just, I mean, people that 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 are militantly against opening anything. You know, I see this ridiculous story the other day. These Harvard researchers, you know, and, and there's another thing. Let me digress for a minute. Does that really mean anything anymore? Does that have any meaning to it when you say Harvard? A Harvard, a Harvard, researcher. whatever. Yeah, or a Harvard anything. Right. I mean, I, th- I think there was a time when that was a big deal. Right. You know, you went to Harvard. Uh huh. Yeah, you know, that, that was a big deal at some mm-hmm. time. But I, I think you know, maybe too much is made of it now. It just doesn't carry the weight that it used to carry. Right. Lil Pump dropped out of Harvard. Lil Pump ever? Lil- he, he he dropped he dropped out of Harvard to save the rap game. Lil Pump did. Yeah. Did he do it? I think so. He saved the rap game. I believe so. Was the rap game in trouble? I, I I believe so. Well, Lil Pump thought it was. Uh huh. Hey, you learn something new every uh, yeah. every day here on the uh, Granddaddy Show, y'all. Lil Pump dropped out of Harvard to save the rap game. That sounds sounds like a rap song in in and of itself. Yeah, Harvard dropout. Harvard dropout. That's right. Who among us? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, these Harvard researchers they 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 published a, a study. I guess I heard it. You know, on some reputable news site. Not my uh, my grandma's basement dot com or uh, mm-hmm. Tin Hat Weekly. It wasn't one of those right. that I see so often 
um, on uh, Facebook. Hey, Kim, Kim Pritchard, I see you. Thanks for checking in. Charlie, too, I'm sure. Justin, what's up? Get at us. That pe- oh, that reminds me. I digress again. Another plug, everybody. Listen, Friday night our, our routine has become to head over to the hill at Serenby and get pizza from the hill, the restaurant over there. Man, you talk about fantastic. Now, what? It's, it's it, good. That, yeah, that, that's a solid 30-minute ride for us over there. Right. Solid 30 minutes. And normally we'd go over there and get the pizza put it in the back seat and drive it back home and and get here and it you know some of the hot was knocked off of it a little bit but it was still really oh, good yeah. yeah it's 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 one of those pizzas that you know it still works even at 12 30 in the middle of the night after it's been in the fridge it, it's 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 good it's good like that exactly mm-hmm. but jack what jack and i did today was mm-hmm. we, we got we went over met my son at the hill he's the general manager over there he gave us these hot piping right out of the brick oven pizzas we went out to the jeep and sat in the jeep for a couple of minutes and we ate it Right out of the oven. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely phenomenal. Yes, it was. So, look, if you if you get an opportunity, they're doing takeout only over there, obviously, mm-hmm. but they have, a, they have a pretty good menu. You know, it's, it's, a, it's kind of an upscale restaurant when they're up and running full blast. Right. But they're really trying to accommodate a takeout crowd, you know, quick stuff that you can run in, get it, get out. It's still, you know, it's still on the gourmet side, but it is really good. It's really reasonable right now. Um, call them up. Um, I'm going to give you their website. Their, their website is The Hill Serenby, all one word, thehillserenby.com. Wow. Yeah. If you, notes. Uh, show notes, man. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready this week. Wow. Thehillserenby.com. Check out their website. Look, They've got their menu posted. Um, see what you might like to have. The pizza's really super good, but all their food's good. I, I've, I've eaten there in, in regular times in the restaurant. It's, it's just fantastic. Fantastic. So I'll get over there and see my son, Justin. He's the GM. He'll take care of you. Tell him uh, things my granddaddy said sent you. All right. So this Harvard re- this Harvard study. We're not uh, sponsored, by the way. Yeah, I see, Justin. A lot of people go to school for seven years. They're called doctors. Um, <laughs> um, I thought yeah. it was 12 years. Well, well yeah, I don't know. The, the Tommy Boy line is doctors. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, um, so this, this, this Harvard <laughs> study says that uh, – I think my Aunt Johnette checked in. Hey, Johnette. Um this Harvard study says that we may not be able to open the economy. We may not be able to stop social distancing and sheltering in place until 2024. 2024? <laughs> 2024. Now, you know, it, it doesn't take a Harvard <laughs> scientist or graduate or research student or anybody else mm-hmm. with half a brain to understand that if we stayed on this path until 2024, there would be no economy to reopen. There would be no United States as we know it today to reopen. There just wouldn't. Yeah. And look, I don't want to get too political, but Uh-oh. you can bet there are those out there, everybody, in the stratus of of, politi- of political um, thought and uh, uh, you know the, the certain types that mm-hmm. kind of is the end game to change fundamentally the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, people are very giddy, and I get it. I, I understand. I mean, I'm happy too that that pollution is down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. That's that's obviously a happy a happy accident a yep. happy byproduct of this, um, but it's no reason to uh, cheer for the economy to never uh, roar back to where, yeah. where it was. You know, yeah. certainly not. Um, so yeah, that that when I see things like that, I, I just think you know that that's just fringe wacko nonsense. The economy has to get going, and you know, it, it, it sounds to me. I mean, I, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but it sounds like. The president and his team laid out sort of a rolling uh, benchmark system of states on their own to mm-hmm. do it when they feel comfortable and when they've reached these benchmarks. And some states are going to open up sooner than others. And, you know, that's just 
I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. I, 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 I'm, I'm beginning to get the sense. I mean, it's starting to feel in the air a little bit, mm-hmm. especially, y'all, if you turn off CNN and Fox. I mean, good God almighty. If you turn on Fox News, it's just a cheering section for the president. That's all it is. It's just right. rah, rah, rah. Right. President, president, president. Can't be wrong. Can't be wrong. Um, little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss, uh, Donald Trump can't be wrong. That's a song, isn't it? Georgia satellites, I'm- everybody. Um, <laughs> I think. Uh, and, but if you turn on CNN, then it's just it's constant gloom and doom and weird doom. Mm-hmm. It'll never work. Right. He's crazy. He's in, you know it, it just mm-hmm. turn that nonsense off. And I don't know. Look at the Wall Street Journal. Look at some other you know print sites. Maybe mm-hmm. it, I'm just getting the sense, and I think that it, there's a sense developing out there that we have almost turned the corner on this thing. I think people are getting confident about opening the economy back up. Mm. You're right yeah. over there. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying to be rude. I'm, I mean, I'm trying not to be rude and hold holding any uh, bodily uh, noises, but it burns you every now and again. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Kim uh, Kim Pritchard says. Let me see, she she writes. Uh, she says, uh, "Oh, Charlie, I, I'm enjoying this as much as uh, watching a SWAT team guy get thrown out of a moving golf cart with cat-like reflexes." Well, you had to be there obviously for that one. I still have those cat-like reflexes. I'll have you know, Charlie. They get tested all the time as I tend to fall down a lot now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean that, that's my that's our bit on on COVID. You know, I think we're we're about to turn the corner. I hope. You know, I'm right. still social distancing. So should you. Right. Um, you know, I'm still sheltering in place when I'm not at work. Mm-hmm. So should you. Um, but I, I think there's going to come a time here pretty soon where. You know, it's going to start easing up, and, and, and I hope it does. Um, I can't say that I support these wackos that are out, you know, protesting in Michigan and other places with their AR-15s and standing on the Capitol steps. And, and you know, gang, it, 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 that's counterproductive. I mean, I get it. We all have a – we all have a – we all embrace constitutional rights to assemble, you know, to bear all of those constitutional rights that are sacred to us. But here's a newsflash for you, and I don't want to get into constitutional law, but here's a, here's a newsflash for you. The government of the United States can restrict a fundamental right. They can do that. They have done it many times in the past. But they have to meet a test. And that test is, is the, the objective of the restriction. Does that, does that narrowly meet a legitimate government interest? So is, it, is the government justified now in telling you you can't go outside because... They're afraid that you're going to catch or spread COVID-19. The answer to that is probably yes, right now, under the test. But the test has to be constantly applied to make certain that the circumstances don't change. Because once the test or once the government interest is no longer legitimate, the restriction has to stop. So that's sort of where we're heading I think with all of this but to you know if you if you you know look look up uh, you uh, Karamatsu versus uh, United States check on that uh, uh, landmark case to see how much uh, the United States can restrict someone's fundamental rights uh, and inter them as a matter of fact without uh, jail or, or without trial or habeas or anything else um, you know the government feels like if you if you don't wear it, it, not in all states but many states, they feel like uh, if you don't wear a motorcycle helmet, you may uh, crash and hurt yourself. And they're not so concerned about you, but the, what they are concerned about are insurance rates and hospitalization rates and medical insurance and all of those things. So they say, hey, you have to wear a helmet. Well, that's been challenged a million times in court and a million times it's been upheld in the states that have helmet laws. It's the same thing. 
Um, this is an oversimplified sort of uh, explanation, but it's it's relatively the same thing. So, you know, when when you hear your constitutional rights are being trampled upon, they they might be, but there's a test the government has to apply to it, and the way that it works to to for redress is you have to be aggrieved by whatever their whatever the restriction is. You have to you have to be harmed by this. So you go to a protest, you allow yourself to get arrested. Now you've been aggrieved, you've been arrested for for ex- exercising your constitutional rights. Right. You you go to court. You you are uh, you're convicted for this. Right. And once that happens, then you you appeal, and that's how it goes up uh, to the uh, eventually maybe um, if it's important enough to the Supreme Court of the United States, and they decide. You know, years <laughs> and years from now, yeah. after it's a moot point. Uh-huh. So anyway. Enough about COVID nineteen. <laughs> Was that the end? Yeah, I guess so. That's the end. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see you're. you're <laughs> That's, all right. I'm glad you didn't really drop that. Well, yeah. All yeah. right. Well, anything you want else you want to add about that? Uh, to quote my men, my uh, my friend Michael Ferrara, anyone who has ever dropped a mic has never paid for one. That's a good quote, and that that's absolutely uh, true. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, no, no, I, I do I do want to make an actual point though. Yeah. Um, go ahead. <clears throat> to anyone who is going solely on, you know, CNN and Fox News reports. Do some research for yourself. You know, I I avidly look at the numbers for, you know, COVID cases and deaths and whatnot. Do your own research. Um, find out, you know, find out stuff on your own. Don't take it from anyone else. You know, take it from a primary source. Don't take it from a secondary source. Um, because really, at the end of the day, that's what news, that's what, you know, media, you know, state uh, channels are. They're secondary sources. Right, right. Take take your news from a primary source. Do some research on your own. Figure out the numbers on yourself, and it'll make you feel a lot better. You telling yourself the same information that someone else is going to tell you makes you feel a lot better. That's that's yeah, really my point. You're absolutely right. You're right about that. Do research on your own. That's right. Get get some objective viewpoints. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, <clears throat> something else that's uh, another byproduct of this of this uh, COVID nineteen yes. uh, restrictions. All of a sudden, all of the sudden, all of the sudden, as my, my grand, grandma might used to say, all of the sudden now these online meeting sites are all the rage. Oh, if, you, yes. if you still are working, um, you probably have used one of these things. The big one seems to be Zoom. Zoom. I've been on, I don't know how many Zoom meetings now. I, I mean, I'm averaging, you know, several a week that I'm on these things. Um, is there a way you can scroll up on the comments there? I thought it auto did it. Yeah, I thought it did too. Ah. There you go. Oh, we Very good. A lot. Yeah, we missed a lot of comments. Ken Rose, I see you, man. Had to wash the cat. Yeah, I like it. Very nice. You cleaned that up. I appreciate it. Chris Martin, I see you, brother. Appreciate you getting at us. Chris Martin, everybody. Brand new grandfather. Had a beautiful baby granddaughter really? last week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, Andrew had the baby. I did not know that. Yeah, congratulations, Chris Martin. Congratulations, congratulations to Wendy and Andrew and everybody involved Absolutely. in that uh, production. Wow, okay. <laughs> Very nice. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, 1095. What <laughs> <laughs> more you pay for Zach's Pesach? <laughs> all right, inside joke, everybody. Inside joke. This is all really inside jokes. I'm yeah, sorry. What do you want from me? I'm just saying. That's all it is. So anyway, Zoom. Zoom meetings. <laughs> they're... they're <laughs> Neighbors, kids, your wife. 
But dog, <laughs> hey, yeah, baby. Hey, uh, so yeah, Zoom meetings—they're all the rage. Everybody is doing these things. I'm doing them. Jack's doing them for school. Mm-hmm. And there's other ones. There's there's Microsoft what Meetup meeting or team team. That's Microsoft right. Microsoft team. You've got that one. You know there is this this problem with Zoom though. There uh, apparently there's uh, people have been hacking into these Zoom sites because they're non secure and putting up porn and. and Tiger Show and all kinds of all kinds of stuff, you know. Yeah. On, on these uh, on these Zoom sites, so absolutely, you got to be real careful about that. Yes, you do. But here's what I want to say about this Zoom thing. You know, what are you going to say about this? Zoom well, thing? here's the thing. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be in a Zoom meeting when you're in the Zooms when you're, when you're in the Zooms, <laughs> you know, and and five years five years from now, because you know, Zoom once all the Social distancing and restrictions. Yeah, are over. yeah. When, when, when all this when when all this is over, Zoom is going to go back to what it was, you know, two months ago, which is unheard of. Very unheard of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you imagine the people at Zoom? They're you know, two months ago they were sitting around twiddling their thumbs, saying, "Damn, wish this thing would take off." Uh huh. And now, they're, well, damn. Can you imagine how overwhelmed uh-huh. they probably are now? So mm-hmm. much so that they are allowing themselves to get hacked by you know people putting up porn. Of course. So well, that's how you know you, you've made it. You know, when people are, are hacking your platform to put porn up, you know, you, you know you've made it. Yeah, I've been kind of hoping that was going to happen in one of my meetings, well. but, but so far not. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Uh-huh. <clears throat> anyway, um, so <clears throat> here's what I want to say about this. I've been enough of these Zoom meetings now. Here, here's you've, been, you've been Zooming for a minute? I've been Zooming for a minute, everybody. <laughs> But, oh, yeah, what I was going to say is, you know, in, in a few years, we're going to look back and say, hey, remember uh, remember the big pandemic of uh, 2020? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember uh, Zoom? Remember <laughs> Zoom? The hell was that about? The hell, Zoom, yeah, that was, oh, yeah, Zoom. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah I remember Zoom. I was here Zoom. for like 20 minutes, and then you right. heard, of it, uh, heard of it again or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'll be another, you know, it'll be on the ash heap of, of right. COVID-19 lore. There's going to be all kinds of lore, that come, a lot of folklore that comes out of the oh, yeah. COVID-19 social distancing, uh, you know, it, uh, marathon. Right. Can't wait to gener- uh, joke around whatever generation we're going into, the Gen B or whatever. Yeah. You know, just think about all the, what are they going to call all the kids that get conceived during the COVID-19 oh, lockdown? Quarantines. <laughs> quarantines? <laughs> I like it. Quarantines, everybody. Uh-huh. Um... <clears throat> So, anyway, yeah. when you're on the Zooms... Yeah, when you're on the Zooms, here's the thing. Before you begin your Zoom meeting, maybe you want to have just a little pre-production meeting with yourself. If you don't have a team, you know. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a team like I do, yes, you might want to have a little pre-production uh, meeting with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, see if your lighting is right. Maybe mm-hmm. if you're too backlit. Um, you know, if you're wearing a shirt, perhaps. I mean, I don't know. you got pants on. That's probably a plus, mm-hmm. um, depending on what kind of Zoom meeting you're in. Right. Um, but, you know, it's it's the lighting and, and the, the, you know, you got a hat pulled down over your face and no one can see your face and the shadows right. are terrible and, there's, and you're right. backlit and it's making the people who are having to look at you, making their eyes squint and hurt. Right. you got to think about those things. You want to present, you know, right. professionally in a Zoom meeting, don't right. you? Mm-hmm. You know, put on a shirt, comb your hair, right. make sure your lighting is right. If right. you got to put on a little bit of, little bit of uh, something to take the shine off your face, you know, do mm-hmm. that. Men too, go ahead, get go in your ladies, uh, go in your wives, your girlfriend's uh, makeup cabinet, and get get that, uh, you know, that that number, what is it, number five, number six, something they put on, put on me down there at Court TV, right? Um, Actually, you know. it's, it's Coral Blue number twenty. <coughs> You're absolutely right. Right. <coughs> Excuse me, everybody. There's nothing wrong with men wearing makeup. That's all I can say. Heck no. Some men need it. Splots a little bit on. Take some of the shine off your face. That's all I'm saying. Right. You know. There's nothing. Little wrong pre-production with that. in your uh, in your in your uh, Zoom meeting. Absolutely. And uh, you know, and, and the, I had a Zoom meeting this morning. Some of the people that I was zooming with, they uh, they, they agreed. They said, "Oh, that's that's a good idea." You might you ought to talk about that on your show tonight. And mm-hmm. you know, here I am. Well, <laughs> 
here we are. You know, look at you delivering what the people want. Give me your uh, Ken Rose says. Give me your best COVID nineteen stock tip. Stock tip. I'd stay away from Zoom. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's 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 a, a, a you know it's 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 on the rise right now, but it's probably yes. going to bust here before right. long. Right. I say canned goods and shotguns. Uh, can I always? Uh, you, you, you can't go wrong in uh, you know when times are, are turbulent. Always invest in Vandy camps. And shotgun shells. Absolutely. You're always in good shape with that. Yes. I mean, you can't miss. Gun sales are through the roof. Get you some uh, Smith & Wesson stock or Absolutely. some Ruger or one of those, you know. Mm-hmm. You'll be, you'll be in good shape. Yeah. So, yeah. If, if stock you're gonna, up on shells. Yeah, and cheese. And cheese. Yeah. You get, they go together. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. So, yeah, if you are going to... be funny. <laughs> so, if you are going to uh, Zoom, uh, you know, put a little effort into it. Right. You know, make it fun. God. Bring some props in if you like. Bring in a puppet. I know I like to bring uh, my little, you know, I, I have props and when I Zoom, you know. I you just, really? I do little fun things. Yeah, you know. Oh, phone buddy? Phone buddy. And right. I think this morning in my in my, uh, in my Zoom meeting, uh-huh. um, my pop figure Prince made, a, made an appearance. Really? Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. Was that, was that your cue to leave? Uh... <laughs> No. Is that your cue to end it? That was not my cue to leave or to end it, no. no. Um, the real ones get that joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that was not That was not the closer. That was not the closer. Uh-huh. Um, but if you've been to the Wing and Owl on a uh, Saturday night, you're very familiar with what happens when uh, Purple Rain fires up. I, I, didn't, I didn't have to mosey to the corner and blandly turn the light switch off. And start putting the tables up on top of chairs, or cha- chairs on top of tables and whatnot. We, either way, you know, either way. I got it exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, put a little put a little thought into your Zoom meetings, everybody. Right. That, that's all I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know, have fun with it, right? But uh, clean yourself up. Come on, yeah. right? Don't look like a slob for your Zoom meetings. <laughs> exactly. You know, thank God they are. You know, like chest up, so you don't have to wear pants. It's okay. Shirt is preferred, but pants are optional. Especially if you're sitting at a table or something, you know. Right. But if you're laying back on a bed. You know, right. with your legs showing, kick back like I saw the other day. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, if you have a prominent body feature, you might not want to. You might not want to put that in frame. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm not going to elaborate on that. But if you have right. a prominent body part feature, I believe we have. You a may, I see that. I see that. <laughs> you may not want to accentuate that uh, completely. All right, let's take a call, everybody. Things my granddaddy said. Who's on the phone? Things my granddaddy said. Who's this? You've got me saved, and you know damn well who this is. Well, I'm I'm just doing it for dramatic effect. I'm doing it for radio effect, man. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, Mike O'Hagan, aka Zippy. He's a frequent uh, guest and now frequent caller. What's going on, Mike? Uh, I, I, I've just been uh, all the social distancing, not getting to see anybody. It's actually depressing me. I found myself today. I was just kind of staring out, out the window. Got me thinking uh, back to my Navy days. Uh, back oh, here when we I go. You were in the Navy. You remember. You've been out on that ship forever. Then you come back into town, you know, have a big time. Everybody, you know, you know you're really fucking blo- you're Sorry. Yeah, hey, hey, there is no dump uh, button, and we are on live Facebook. Yeah, so clean it up, fella. Come on. I got you. It just remembered me about this one time. We were coming off a four-month exercise out in the Pacific. Pulled into Coronado to dock. So, usual business, as soon as we moored up, me and a couple of the guys, we haul ass to the closest jiggle shack we could find. 
place was called the uh, Silver Dollar, but everybody knew it as a rusty nickel because this place was a damn dump. Mm-hmm. So it was about me and four other guys. You know the kind of place you've been. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, as soon as you, yeah, just I mean, just disgusting. Right. right. But they had cold beer, music, uh, and you know, the more you drank and the darker it got, the better the girls. Right. Got. So, right. Right. We just All the essentials. Of, right. Right. So it was me and about four other guys in this place. And we drag along this very one despondent rookie sailor by the name of Waylon Abernathy Jr. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Waylon is from L.A. Now, mm-hmm. when I say L.A., I'm talking about lower Alabama. Right. Some, from, from some shithole tiny town called Uriah. Right. Where the, the big yearly draw is the Cotton Patch Festival. Uh-huh. So this maneuver we're just on, we come off, it was Waylon's first. This kid's barely over 18, real light-skinned, burns easy on the deck, he's you know, small town redneck, his ears stick out a bit too much. Um, but what had Waylon really upset was he had written his girlfriend, you know, since girls' grade school. Now, this was some unsightly gal, and she was, you know, 200 pounds if she was 20. You know, uh, you know, it looked like uh, somebody had started pouring her into her clothes and forgot to say when. You know what I'm saying? And so... um and her name was Bobby, with a Y, not with an I-E, but with a Y, and that kind of matched the way she looked. So she wasn't much to look at, but she had stolen Waylon's heart years back. And he was torn up, because he had sent all of his earnings back home so she could catch a bus out to San Diego, then he never heard from her. So anyway, so we get to the rusty nickel. We're trying to cheer him up. Doing a standard young, dumb sailor thing, you know, shooting Jack Daniels, chasing it down with uh, Budweiser. But the big draw of the Rusty Nickel was I had this mechanical bull that you and a dancer could get on. <laughs> yes. You'd sit, you'd sit face to face, and as the bull was moving up and down. And we get it. Back and forth. We get it. You and the dancer were grinding on it. Yeah, you. I get it, you yes. Get it? We, 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 the Rusty Nickel? No, you but I can see it in my mind, and it is spectacular. Right. But, no, and it gets even better, because since this place was a big Navy draw, they built a little, uh, what looked like a rowboat around the bull. So it looked like, you know, more of a boat than a bull. And it was going up and down. It, you know, gave the appearance like you're in the ocean getting pitched around by the waves. So anyways, we have a few beers and a few shots. It didn't take much for Waylon because he wasn't much of a drinker. He was all sad and all, so we convinced him to get on the boat with a dancer for a little ride. He's real sheepish at first, but then he gets up there, you know, low rider by wars playing over the sound system. You know, he gets up there, so he and this, uh, you know, this dancer having their boat ride. Aside from me and the Navy guys who were out there, is this young hippie dude who was just kind of hanging out around the bar. He was trying to befriend us. The war was over at that place. Uh, you know, nobody really looked too kind on hippies with all the baby killer nonsense that were shouting at us when we were getting home. But this guy, you know, the war was basically over. This guy looked more of a student, just had longish hair. He was walking around trying to talk to guys. He was carrying this, like, you know, we thought he was trying to interview people or something. He's carrying a notebook with a pen. But it turns out he was interested in sharks. And he was basically thinking, since we'd been out to sea, we would have seen sharks, you know, observed sharks in their natural habitat. You know, give him something about, you know, sharks to talk about. A lot of the guys, you know, he seemed like a good enough kid, you know, he seemed like a good shit. So we let him hang out with us since a lot of the other guys are brushing him off. You know, except we really didn't have a lot to talk, and you know, about the shark encounters. Like I said, we're on a ship. We don't not screw in the fish. But, you know, we hung out anyway. Back to Waylon. So he's on this 
boat bull contraption, slowly moving back and you know back and forth in time with the music. You remember Lowrider by War, right? Yes. Yeah, and the boats pitching back. Yes, exactly. The boats pitching back and forth. Waylon's no longer looking despondent. He's got this big, stupid grin on his face. But from out of nowhere, you hear, Waylon, you no good, lousy, cheating dog! And as it turns out, this gal, Bobby, that's Bobby with a Y, mind you, she got, you know, she got all his money. She got her bus ticket, and what she was going to do was, you know, she didn't contact him to say that she was coming out. She wanted to surprise him. She, She didn't tell him he was coming into town. She gets to the base and starts asking around, and some of the guys from the ship who were dragging around told her where we were, described the place as a honky-tonk. You know, these people being from lower Alabama, you know, probably weren't much, like I said, weren't much in the way of drinkers, but they at least knew what a honky-tonk was. She wasn't expecting the rusty nickel, and sure as hell wasn't expecting Waylon to be up there on the mechanical pole with the stripper. So, uh, so Waylon gets his puzzled look on his face. You know, looks and says, Bob! And as this big old heifer is pushing her way through the crowd, that's all he got out of his mouth was, Bob! Before she had pushed through everyone, jumped up on that bull, and were trying to tear Waylon in this dance or a new ass. So Waylon's trying to, you know, say, Bobby, no, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. But Bobby had a hole of Waylon. She's trying to climb up onto this bull. The stripper's falling off. Waylon's half drunk, so he's got no balance. He's falling off. They both fall into the boat, which then falls off the bull, breaking up into a bunch of pieces. Whole place is quiet. You know, even the DJ at this point had turned off all the music. So I'm sitting there buzzed, laughing at this absolute shit show that had just unfolded before me, and yelled out, holy shit, you're going to need a bigger boat. Well, you heard that line before somewhere? Uh, yeah, I believe I have. Yes, that next summer, almost exactly along those lines, were spoken by one Mark Brody, as played by Roy Scheider. Jaws. Wow. That was Steven Spielberg, was that hippie-looking guy in the bar. That's quite a story. Ken Rose says, I love pelicans. I don't know if that was associated with that story or not, but... Yeah, those are uh, sea fowl, you know, sea-going creatures. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Well, that was that was quite something. Another brush with greatness with uh, Mike Zippy O'Hagan. And, you know, once again, not another mention in the liner notes. It's just, you know, one of these days, you know, my past is going to pay off and uh, mm-hmm. it's going to come, you know, pay out in spades is what I'm hoping. Yes, yes. Well, all right, Mike. Well, thanks for calling in with that. I'm sure our listeners are riveted as evidenced by the uh, rapid pace at which they're dropping off. So thanks so much for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know, just so you know, uh, we're going to need a bigger boat. That came from me and uh, Waylon Jr., Waylon Abernathy Jr. in the Rusty Nickel out of Coronado Base. We'll get a uh, we'll get a, a memo fired off to uh, Spielberg immediately. Sure. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, brother. Michael Hagan, everybody. All right. Well, now let's... I was, was, was going to ask if you knew where... Uh, who said something? My, Wes, Wes, Wes oh. says, so, sorry, playing Russian roulette, click, click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh God, we, we may we, we may just keep this spot for the uh, for the uh, comments we get while it's going on. Right. That, that was that was gold. The granddaddy roast of Mike O'Hagan. That's really what the segment. Chris Martin become. hashtag off the rails. <laughs> I was going to ask if, uh, uh, if if he knew where uh, old Waylon was. Waylon uh, Abernathy, what was his name? Waylon Abernathy. Waylon yeah. Jr. Yeah, it, it might have been more entertaining if it, if it had been about Waylon Jennings. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. I, I would have loved to hear a made-up story about Waylon. <laughs> it was Waylon, who was it, Crack Stabs McTool? Who was it? Right, yeah. I'd love to hear a made-up story about uh, Big Hoss. Man. Well, that was... that was. Shout-out to Waylon Abernathy Jr., by the way, if you're listening. Um, you should have got credited with that line. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, Listen, there it is. We'll we'll talk to Stephen about it. We'll get his ass straight. Exactly. <clears throat> plagiarizing lines. What's with Hollywood big shots and plagiarizing Zippy's lines? Why would Good they do man. that? I don't know. Of all people to plagiarize, <laughs> Mike, Mike O'Hagan. You know, somebody needs to do something about that. Right. First of all, who's listening to him? The ex- to uh, who? Michael Hagan? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, we had you know. Uh huh. He's he's got a vast audience. Mm-hmm. I just they're just not here. That's all. Um, I drew a butterfly. Very nice. Yeah. What was the point of that? I don't know. I saw you doing stuff and I got inspired. Oh, and and, it, and you drew a butterfly and then it says I drew a butterfly. Well, yeah. What am I going to just come out and say it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we ever get a merch shop, this is going to be a this is going to be an exclusive item on the Wink and Owl uh, merch shop. Oh yeah. The I drew a butterfly. <laughs> Let's see, he'd make Jehovah's Witnesses say, good story, but I gotta get the hell out of here. All right, Tyler Simpson, I see you. Hey, uh, listen, also, before I forget, I, I want to give another plug. Um, listen, I, I recently ordered um, some fresh uh, meat, some beef. Really? Uh, yeah, man, you ate some. Um <laughs> couple of weeks ago, um, yeah, a great local uh, beef farm, cattle farm, y'all. They're down in Thomaston, a.k.a. Hooterville. Um, that'd be Upson County to you and me. Mm-hmm. Um, Gen 5 uh, Beef Farms, everybody. Gen 5 uh, Beef Farms, I believe, is is, is what, what that outfit is, is calling itself. Make sure. Um, I will make sure. Uh, but it's it's Mike Green. He, he, he runs that outfit down there. Super good guy. Mm-hmm. Really good guy. I ordered about five pounds of ground beef from him. Right. I mean, fresh as it could be. I mean, you can't get it any fresher than that. Right. He delivered it um, to my workplace. Mm-hmm. We cooked it up a co- in, you know, in, in some of our favorite recipes. It was amazing. Super good. They do steaks. They do all cuts of meat down there. Mm-hmm. Um Hell, they'll cut it to order. You you give him a call. Get on that. They've got a Facebook site. If you go to um, if you go to Gen Five, uh, let me make sure I'm getting that right, y'all. I'm pretty sure it's Gen Five um, Beef Farms, or uh, yeah. Um, check them out on Facebook. They got a, a Facebook site. Um, go just go to that. It'll come up. There'll be a number you can call. Talk to Mike. He answers the phone. Um, Mike Green, uh, tell him we sent you. Uh, order some meat from him. You know he's a uh, he's like everybody else in these times. Everybody, he, you know, he's having to adjust his business. He normally does commercial stuff. Now he's doing uh, individual sales, which is lucky for us because it's it's amazing stuff. Um, but you know he's 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 trying to he's trying to adjust and, and and make it work. So if you can do it, y'all y'all support him, especially if you live down on the south side where it might be a little more convenient for you. You know, Fayette, Clayton, um, Pike, Upson, Spalding, um, you know, even Fulton. You know, if you want to, uh, if you want to get, or Coweta, if you want to get some quality meat that's locally grown, you know where it's coming from. There's no, uh, 
there's no steroids, no nothing in, in this stuff. It's just, just good old grain-fed, you know, um, Upson County grass-fed meat. Um, give them a call. Um, Gen 5 Beef Farms, Mike Green. Tell them we sent you. I'm sure he'd appreciate it, and so would we. All right, Jack, what else? We don't even get paid for these promos. They go on for like three minutes. We don't get a dime. Oh, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, we're, 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 uh-oh. Oh, we got another telephone. oh, my God. We got another telephone call. Oh. Welcome to the Things My Granddaddy show. Who's this? Hey, it's Daddy. You are live on the Things My Granddaddy said show. What do you got for us? Uh, James stuttered, everybody. Now, remember, I do not have a delay button. We are not on a five-second delay. Whatever you say is going to go live to my Facebook, my vast Facebook audience. All dozen listeners. All 12 of them. What do you got for me? Well, if I'm on that kind of delay, you stole all my what I was going to say. No, no, you're not on a delay. That's what I'm saying. Don't uh, be careful. Oh, oh, no, no, right no. I, I, have, I don't oh, have a dump. I don't have a dump button, so be careful. No keep button. It, keep it, Christian. Oh, all right. Well, I was just uh, I just got through watching the, uh, the, the the daily briefing about the virus, and uh, we're just going to comment about that. But uh, you go right ahead. Quite a little heavy. Well, just keep, well, it, keep it light. Keep it light, but lay it on us. Give it. Give us your give us your two minute well, take. Well, the uh, of course, day before yesterday, uh, Governor Cuomo was praising and, and uh, the virtues of uh, President Trump because of how helpful he was to the state of New York. And then when when Trump announced that he's going to let the state uh, handle all of their affairs today, Cuomo is just saying it, it was a it's a sellout and a passing of the buck. So I, I'm not sure what Cuomo means by all that. You, you think he's Biased, do you think? <laughs> how, how could that possibly be? He's the he's the he's the governor of the one of the one of the most uh, liberal states in the in the union. How could he be biased against President Trump? Oh yeah, yeah, my, yeah, the, the most liberal. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm proud to be on your show, and I, I enjoy listening to it. I'm one of your regular listeners, and it's not familial. It's not you know nepotism. I just enjoy you and Jack's uh, presentation. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm glad you called. I was wondering if you're going to give us a call in. You know, we've invited you on the show many times, and you have declined every time. Uh, I think, I think, citing that the uh, the, uh, the tone and tenor of the show would perhaps be beneath your your intellectual uh, uh, acumen. Perhaps we perhaps we don't we're not highbrow enough for uh, for the likes of, well, uh, of Jim Stuttered. I'm just so enthralled, and, and I'm, I'm with rapt attention when I'm when I'm near either of your voices. I it captivates me, and I, I'm speechless. Well, when all, anyway, when, all when all the COVID nineteen restriction nonsense is over, we do want to have you in studio and on mic with us one time. Yes, I'll be glad to do it, and honored and, and privileged to do it. All right, Dad. Thanks for the call. Yes, thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> James stuttered everybody. James that'd be Stutter. that'd be my dad, his grandfather, three generations represented here on the things my granddaddy said. And while we're at it, let me just say this: I get this question every now and then. We've explained it before, but I've got sort of some new audience members here on the Facebook Live uh, feed. Um, people say, "What what what's with the title? Things my granddaddy said." Right, and you know. When this show, uh, when when we first started dropping the podcast, it really was just a lot of ranting and raving, and most of, most of it was topical and political. Yes, um, you know, it'd just be me forty five fifty minutes just ranting about topical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I mean, I've explained on the show many times why I've gone away from that. You know, I'm not going to get into it right now, but the, the title comes from the from it's very literal. I mean, when I was a, a boy growing up, I, my my grandparents on my father's side lived in Rome, Georgia. Um, we would go up there almost every Sunday, as I recall, and we would spend Sundays with my grandparents in Rome. 
and my granddaddy would sit out on the front porch. He had a he had a, a porch swing, not not a swing, it was a glider. It's one of these gliders. Mm-hmm. You know the difference? Oh yeah, yeah. He he, he had a glider. And he'd sit on this glider, and he'd drink his sweet tea, and, and uh, we, we would talk. And I, I would sit there at a, as a boy of probably 10, 12, 11, you know, 13 maybe. And he would just tell me stories of, of what it was like when he was growing up and, and his sort of uh, takes on, on, the, on the world at the time and, and politics and history and everything else. And it was uh, – I can just remember sitting there with him for hours at a time just wrapped just absolutely riveted to every word that he he said and he's the kind of guy that he, he had a voice where he could read the waffle house menu and i mean you would be glued to him right you know he just had that kind of he had sort of a gravelly southern draw voice it was just it was like honey i mean it was it was magnificent he'd be fantastic on the radio right Absolutely. But, so I mean, and I, you know, when I was trying to come up with a name for the show, I thought, you know, my granddaddy used to say some really, really profound things mm-hmm. uh, that that have actually come to pass. I mean, he, I, I can recall one time years ago, y'all. I mean, this would have been over forty years ago. I was it, this was probably late seventies. You know, my, my grandfather told me one time. He said, you know, there's going to come a day, and I don't know how we got on the topic, but he said, you know, there's going to come a day. When you're going to have to pay to watch television in your own home. Wow. And I remember thinking, Granddaddy, what are you talking about? I mean, you got, you got, you know, 2, 5, and 11, and back then it was, you didn't have TBS. You, you had WTCG, everybody. Channel 17. Ooh. That was before Ted Turner bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all you had. And, you know, it, it, back then it was enough because you didn't know anything else. You didn't know that what was to come in decades, you know, uh, ahead. So he used to say that. He'd say, "Yeah, there's going to come a time when, when you're going to have to you're going to have to pay to watch television." I thought it was the kookiest thing I ever damn heard, but <laughs> here we are. Here we are with a two hundred and forty seven dollar a month cable bill All and right. every damn thing else that goes with it, you know, mm-hmm. thereabouts. So he really was a wise, wise gentleman, and uh, that's that's hence the title of the show. That's where I came up from the, with that at. Um, uh, I wish he was still alive to to be here and uh, and and share that share that with us and and with you, but. He passed some years ago, but we keep his memory alive here at Things Absolutely. My Granddaddy Said. So, yeah, just having my dad called, it's sort of uh, reminded me of that. Um, let's see, Chris <laughs> Chris Martin, O'Hagan, Irish for ice pick in the ear. Oh, harsh. I, think I heard that, yeah. Harsh criticism lining oh. up. <laughs> harsh criticism lining up for Mike O'Hagan and his... Uh, and his tales, his brushes with greatness stories. Mm-hmm. I guess we need to do a poll. I mean, who wants to uh, continue to hear from Michael Hagen? Oh, Hagen. Listen, Michael Hagen's a funny dude, believe me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have I have uh, known Mike for a long time and have worked with Mike in, in a professional setting, as professional as you can get with Mike. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, he is a funny, funny guy. Funny, um, funny but stuff. you know this, uh, this, this. I don't want to say radio because this certainly isn't radio. But no. you know this, this, this is a funny medium. I mean, it, it's hard to, it, it, it's hard to, uh, you know, convey and inflect and, and get you know people excited and interested right. in what you're doing. You know, for two minutes, let alone twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. But he's a funny dude, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna let him keep. Uh, <laughs> Chris Martin says yes, please, yes, please. What, Chris? Dump him or keep him coming? We're gonna let him. We're gonna let him keep going. We're gonna we're gonna work on it. We'll see if we can we can. Polish that. Uh, see if we can polish that uh, that that rock up and make a ruby out of it, make a gem out of it. We'll, we'll keep going. Yeah, we'll yeah. keep going until the uh, six foot mobs outside of our house start growing. Exactly. All right. Well, you know, there's always so many things I want to say and share with y'all, and I, I forget about half of it. I try to write it down. Some of it that I wanted to talk about tonight. I think I've hit it all. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really recall anything else that you and I had talked about that we wanted to I, share with everybody. No, this this was kind of a you know freewheeling episode. No really set things in mind. You know, the past few episodes have been uh, topical, and we've stuck to a theme, but. You know, it's all, you can only do that for so many consecutive weeks. Right, right. Um, Ed Christian getting at us. He says, I found you finally. What's up, Ed? Good to see you, brother. Thanks for checking in. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that's right. You, topical, it, it's hard, believe me, y'all. It's difficult to come up with something topical that you think anybody's going to give a damn about, or at least listen to you drone on about it for, mm-hmm. you know, more than a few minutes mm-hmm. <clears throat> on a weekly basis. Right. That's, diff- that's hard to do. Right. If you don't think so, try it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of this is just going to be us with not much prepared and just, you know, banging back and forth and, and cutting up with y'all. This is great. I love these comments. That's the funniest part about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's gratifying to me that, that we've been able to connect with 15, 20 people tonight. You're commenting. I've had some phone calls. You know, it's just a good way to spend an hour on a Friday night, especially when you can't go out and, and meet with friends and, you know, have a beer with, with friends or have dinner with friends and or even family, for that matter. You know, right. your immediate family who you're cloistered with, you can be with, like Jack and I. You know, I, every now and then I get a little snarky comment, you know, you guys aren't social distancing. You're not six feet apart. Well, we live under the same roof, moron. Right. I mean, if you live in the, if you live in the same house with someone, I don't think you need to worry about the six feet apart. Uh-huh. I mean, you, you, what are you, you going to live in the basement? I live in the middle floor. Mom will live upstairs. Is that how we're going to work that? No, I'm living upstairs. Well, you, yeah. You, because you do, <laughs> That's because, how we're going to do it. Because you do live upstairs. I do live upstairs. That's where your room is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you spend about 90% of your time up there. Yeah, I do enough social distancing, okay? <laughs> yeah, look, Jack was the social distance champion before all this got Exactly. Started. Listen, I was prepping. You, you've you been prepping for a while. I've been prepping for a while. I mean, you know, you got a pretty good room up there. you got a, you got your own bathroom, yeah. shower, tub, toilet, sink. A that's, pretty pretty cool room. That's everything that's in the bathroom. You got a nice. <laughs> I've I've named them all. Yes. Tile. Uh huh. Shower curtain. Uh huh. Shall I keep going? Uh, if you want to. A towel. A towel rack. <laughs> a ceiling. Yeah. The only toilet paper mounted toilet paper holder in the house. That's true. It's mm-hmm. in your room. Yep. That's the only one. That's right. Everything else is on little fancy stands and whatnot. Yeah. Little little. Fancy toilet paper stands so you can proudly display your prized possession. It, which is, it, it's right, everybody's prized possession right now. Exactly. Yeah, so you were social distancing before it was cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd come home from work and I'd, <laughs> where the hell is Jack? I hadn't seen Jack in three days. Weren't we? Yeah. Well, he's upstairs in his room. Yeah. Only reason I know that you're up there is I hear those hot guitar licks. Oh! Blasting from the upstairs uh, bedroom. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah, I got you, uh... Get a whiff of a sweet pentatonic scale. Hey, very nice. Nothing wrong with a pentatonic scale, I always say. No, there's not. Ask about 90% of the pop of guitarists you hear. Playing that. Yeah. Yeah, you can play, if you can play the pentatonic scale, you can play anything. Basically. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just, a, it, this has been fun. Yeah. It's been awesome. Hanging out with y'all. We appreciate you stopping by. You know, we, we're about 53 minutes into this thing now. Um, you know, there's really nothing out, nothing else left to talk about. Mm-hmm. We've, we've uh, the rest of it just be rambling for the next few minutes, and you certainly don't want to hear us ramble. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're, we'll be back next Friday night. Mm-hmm. Check in. Get at us. You know, I don't know what we're going to talk about. If, mm-hmm. Look, if you if you want, if you have topics that you want us to talk about, you know, let us know. Uh, either shoot me, you know, everybody's got my, obviously, my Facebook page. We've got a, we've got a, a podcast Facebook page, too. Mm-hmm. Things My Granddaddy Said. It's a Facebook page on its own. You can, you can email us at at uh, TMGS Podcast dot at TMGS Podcast at gmail.com. You tried to take my shtick and it didn't work. Tell him again, Jack. That's TMGS Podcast at gmail.com. And if you know it, go ahead and email us our password too, because I'm pretty sure we forgot. 
Yeah, it'd be nice if I can get into that <laughs> email address. Yeah, probably don't want to reach us there, but it's there. Just know that you're probably it's the equivalent of writing a letter, balling it up and throwing it in the trash can. But you know, it's going there. Ed says Barbara got his his wife got uh, got ruler shame today at Publix. Hey, you're not six six feet from me. Oh, by a stranger, Ed, or by by you? That's uh, that's interesting. I might probably have had to a stranger bitch slap somebody over there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ed Christian, everyone, I'm shout just out table twenty nine. Table 29, that's our trivia, uh, Partners Pizza trivia team, but we haven't been up there. And Jack reminded me the other day, would you say five weeks? Uh, whenever the 11th was, March yeah. 11th was our last. Yeah. Hadn't been up there, and I, I probably wasn't there that time. No, you weren't. No, for you it's been like nine weeks. Yeah, um, can't, uh, yeah it's been a long time for me. Um, Charlie Pritchard says, uh, you could call O'Hagan back. <laughs> we'll call him back, Charlie. We'll have him back on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, a stranger. Ed says at the Publix. How? Yeah. That, that, you know what? Here's the thing. Mind your own damn business. Oh. Mind oh. your damn business. All right. Uh, you don't need to do a mic drop. No, keep it going for like twenty more seconds. Uh, you mind your business. If, yeah. if you if you see me, look, here's here's what. If you're going to yell at somebody, Ooh. do this. Yeah. You you see somebody in the damn Publix or yeah. some other place, uh-huh. and they got gloves on and a yeah. mask on, yeah. and they're dragging like five kids with them. Yeah. Why are your kids got to be in there? Ooh. with you? You know, I'm not talking about little kids. You got kids that can walk and put their mitts on things. And, yeah. You know, you don't drag the family everywhere. in there one person at a time. Right. You know, Jack right. and I go to Publix. He sits in the damn car. I go in, get what I got to get, and come again, back out. Well, again, I've been doing that before all this started. So, you know, social distancing champion right here. Yeah, that's right, Jack. I was, Jack. I was, I was sitting in the car waiting for parents before it was cool, everyone. So Right. And, and you avoid eye contact with everybody. Absolutely. And God forbid you come in. You know, actual physical contact with anybody. I mean, I don't know what we'd do. Don't get me started. Good Lord. It'd be like a scene from Wizard of Oz. Right. I'm melting. <laughs> yeah, Angela Ledford checking in. What's up, Angela? I see you. You have to keep apologizing for the six feet thing. Uh, well, don't apologize. Don't Look. apologize. Stick it to them. That's right. Don't apologize. I see too many people doing stupid stuff that, that you look at them and you, you say, oh, that, look at that sanctimonious person. Right. They got, <laughs> they got the mask on. They got the gloves on. Right. So I saw, hell, I saw somebody the other day in booties, crime scene booties. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? You know, <clears throat> but then they're doing stuff like wearing their gloves. They touch everything in the store with the same pair of gloves. Right. They don't get. That's the thing. They don't get it, you know. Right. They don't they get don't. It. it. But a lot of that, a lot of there's a lot of misinformation out there, everybody. There's so much misinformation. Danny Stevens, JD from Atlanta, everybody. Hocus pocus. Hope you don't poke them in the eye. Uh, appreciate you checking in, Danny. Do your own research. Yeah, do your own research. That's all I can tell you. There's so much mis. I mean, you you turn on one news station and they're telling you one thing. You turn on another one, they're telling you something else. You watch you the go. president and his team. They're telling you something completely different. Mm-hmm. Who the hell knows what to do? do I mean, who who research. knows? Who knows? Um, Deborah Stinson, what's that about? Um, who, who knows? So you know, I, I, that's why I don't I don't look at anybody funny, and I, I don't appreciate getting looked at funny by anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see me in public, so I'm I'm hauling ass to what I need, getting it, and getting out. Yep. And as soon as I get in the car, I, I bathe my hands in hand sanitizer, and yep. you know, I'm about my business. Yep. Um. So yeah, no one. I, I doubt anybody wants to say anything to you, Chris Martin, because I I know <laughs> what the uh, I know what the uh, the uh, outcome of that'll be. Yeah. So, all right, y'all. We're we're on to about an hour now, so we're going to um, we're going to get out. Um, 
But we definitely want to thank everybody for coming by, for stopping in, for uh, for commenting, for calling. We've had a great time tonight. I think it went uh, went pretty this pretty is well. A good one. This is it a good was. One. It was. It was a good show. You know, last week we had a little snafu with the camera. So far tonight, we've we've been able to fix that little glitch. So no problems. We'll be back next week, y'all. I, we may do an eight thirty show. I got I got to get with Tim McGee as I suggested earlier. My buddy Tim, see what what his schedule is going to look like. I think he told me though he's not he can't do it next Friday. So we'll probably be here next Friday eight o'clock. Watch your news feed, Facebook for uh, updates, show notes, that kind of thing. Again, if you want to get at us and let us uh, give us a topic. Just shoot us a line on Facebook or, or email us or call me. You got the number, 404-217-5076. Um, get at us. Let us know. Um, so until then, everybody, everybody stay safe. Um, continue practicing your social distancing. Absolutely. Continue sheltering in place for now. We'll see you real soon, everybody. Thanks very much. You know, I like... Um you say the first zero in your number as an O, but the second one is a zero. Do it. Huh? Do it. Yeah. You go 404-217-5076. Really? Yeah. 404-217-5076. Yeah. I'll do one, that, The I? first one's an O and the second one's It just rolls off the tongue better that way. I guess. All right. You want to do the honor? Bye, friends. Oh, nice. Good show. That was a good show. That actually might have been my favorite. And we're still rolling on the <laughs> we're still rolling on the podcast. Oh, bonus footage. Yeah, bonus footage you're on the podcast everybody. All of what I just said to my Facebook audience the same to the podcast audience. We'll see you all next Friday night. The secret word is zebra. <laughs>